welcome back to another episode of Tits and Teeth Podcast Deals with COVID-19. Jen and I are so, so glad to welcome you back as we work through this entire experience as a community. So today, we thought it would be an excellent day to speak about our mental health. I cannot wait for you all to hear this awesome conversation we had with the incredible Lauren Ritchie. Lauren is a mental skills trainer, dance educator, unshakable optimist, and host of the Dance Podcast. You may also recognize her from season one of Tits and Teeth. You will also hear an original piece from fellow Tits and Teeth alum and overall gentleman, Jordan Bell. And to kick things off, here is one of our industry's strong and mindful leaders, Stephanie Graham, with a message to us all. Hey, Jen and Kyla, friends and Tits and Teeth podcast listeners. What a crazy time this is. It's been so hard on my heart. We are all mourning the loss of projects that will not be realized, being physically separated from our colleagues who inspire us, as well as not being able to share what we love to do with our audiences. So I've been trying to keep active. A workout is good for your mental health, or at least that's what I tell myself. No, it's true. I'm doing things that make me happy, like reading and baking. Uh, I'll bake me a door to help me get through. Yes, that's a quote from Waitress. But I'm also trying to think about how to use the time to create. I usually don't have time to think about my own projects, but now I do. Set yourself a goal or deadline. What art do you want to put into the world? It doesn't have to be King Lear or Hamilton. Just stay creative in any way you can. I took solace in reading Andrew Kushner's uh, opinion piece in the Globe and Mail. Go check it out if you haven't read it. He said, theater artists are never really interrupted. We are community inclined and prone to staying in motion. Like water, we'll work our way through the cracks until we emerge from this very crack time. With any luck, we'll be among those facilitating the social and spiritual recovery this historic crisis will require. Know that we're all in this together and we will emerge stronger and more resilient with a lot more hand washing in our future. Sending love to you all. parents and parents look up to like the business leaders and the business leaders look up to like some of the politicians you know like there's there's sort of this thing of like who has the answer right like and you're going all the way up nobody has the answer <laughs> and then when the person and, up there says oh, I don't know you're like huh? <laughs> <laughs> how how are, Jen, you, are you recording yeah, well yeah I just I just have hit it I just like started how to are hit you it. yeah how are you babe yeah how are you you know what's it's super interesting because have you guys ever done personality tests? Like have you ever done the Enneagram? Yeah, like not a full one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm with Kai. So okay. So it's interesting because the more I sort of like dive into more the more humor I have about how I respond to things. And for me, when things get really uncertain or when I feel like there's starting to be some chaos or some panic, my instinct is to narrow in, make a plan, do the work. <laughs> that, like, I have a girlfriend. Her plan is to, like, literally, like, reach out. She wants to help people. She wants to connect in. I'm like, great. You go lead your meditation. I'm going to go make a plan. And, like, <laughs> neither is right or wrong. You know what I mean? Like, both are required. Yeah. But, um. So when, when all of this happened and I had essentially gone up to Edmonton cause I had, March was supposed to be my busiest month of the year. 
And I went up and literally on the morning of, I said, are we still doing this? And she was like, yeah, yeah. It was like a studio owner. And she's like, we're still going to run the workshop. And I was like, okay. And then an hour or two later, it's like canceled. Um, My workshop canceled. My teaching canceled. My adjudication canceled. Like Mm -hmm. I had five jobs canceled essentially in a day. And I could feel that there was like this hysteria. Yeah. I was surprisingly calm. I was the kind of annoyed, you know, like, well, that changes my plan. But, um, but yeah, I essentially, I was like, okay, like all of this is going to change. And so what I could tell from online platforms and dance teacher platforms and Facebook groups, there was definitely a need or a call for leadership. And I saw the business leaders in the dance studio world really step up and step up quickly. And I was just, that's fantastic. We all need some guidance into, into how to navigate this. Yeah. And it was interesting because my girlfriend was saying like, you should be now more than ever, everybody needs this mental skills training. And now more than ever, your work has, has value. But there was something right when she said that, that I actually, I, I, I said, everything in my body says no. And I think it was because everybody's hair had just like raised on end and um, everybody rightfully so in the dance, the competitive dance community um, needed to get their business in order and quickly. Uh, It's a really tricky time for them right now. Mm -hmm. My my heart heart is aching watching them have to make decisions, watching how people are responding, Mm -hmm. uh, watching good intentions go awry. There's a lot of stuff. Yes. So it actually took me a couple of days to process just like, what's the landscape here? And it's interesting because my husband's also a respiratory therapist in the ICU at one of the Calgary hospitals. So I'm also getting the lens of, okay, so what's going on in the hospital and what information are you getting? And that, that sort of different perspective And it was when Alberta closed their schools indefinitely Mm. that everything in my body went, oh, God, we need this for the kids right now. We need the mental skills training. We need these conversations. Like I still get goosebumps and my hair stand up because I think for beforehand, it was like adults and business owners and they're trying to just make a plan. And I'm like, great, you guys go. And the minute that it rocked the kids world, I... I could, I was like, oh my goodness. So I actually have spent (laughs) a solid week of like 14 hour days. I created a mental skills training program during this time for the studios. So that was (laughs) hilariously intense. I had just, I had just finished my master's and handed in my final project. I went to my therapist's appointment (laughs) and I sat down and I was like, I'm so tired. <laughs> She's like, you need a break. You know, and, and I said, March is supposed to be my busiest month. And she was like, find your time, find the times, find the structures, whatever it is. And so literally, I think I, I sat for maybe like a day and then all of this happened. And then I just like went back into gear. So I'm, I'm looking forward to a little bit of a slower pace over these next, you know, couple of weeks. I'm okay with that. You'll mm-hmm. get it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, totally. So that's, that's how I am. Like, I feel very fortunate that I got a roof over my head. I got my dog. I got my oh, yeah. husband. Like, 
there's so much stuff that is still good and there is so much of my soul that is thankful for the pause button. Right. Yeah. I mean, yeah. Okay. So just because we just like dived right in there, we should introduce. (laughs) Sorry. I loved it. I loved it. I was like, oh, we're in. We are in. (laughs) (laughs) We, um, okay. So we love you so much, Lauren. I I feel like whenever I see you, you're always like, how can I serve others? And it's beautiful. You got back to us in a day. You're like, I'm here. Let's do it. Let's put five, six, seven, eight. Let's go. So the purpose Mm -hmm. of of today is just to chat about mindset, mental modes, mental health, and, you know, hopefully unpack and recognize some of the emotions that we're feeling because there are so many. And if we perhaps recognize what they are, we might be a little bit a, a step closer to um, acceptance or, or wherever we're at. So we kind of thought who better than to navigate through all of that with us than Lauren Ritchie. Lauren Ritchie. Thank As you. you guys already can see, the perfect candidate. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Thank God you're here. Thank God you're here, mm-hmm. mate. So we're, Thank yeah, you. we're so grateful that you're on with us today. And we just want to have a chat, just like kind of an unpack everything going on. Absolutely. Yeah. yeah. Where would you like to start? I mean, let's start with during these uncertain times, we have heightened anxiety and fear. It's an easy situation to dwell on the negatives and regrets. What do you think we have to be mindful of at this time? Oh, yeah. Okay. I am going to gently guide us through the plan that I have created for the dancers and the dance teachers at this time. Great. It's probably more streamlined Mm -hmm. so we can just hold it to that. that. Yeah. So when I decided that we needed to create some kind of um, program or structure for the mental skills training, especially for the dancers and the dance educators, the business owners had the support that they needed at that time, but the dance teachers whose jobs were suddenly changing or evaporating and the dancers who their whole entire routine and their whole world got like tossed up and shaken like a snow globe. And one of the first things I did was I actually called my peers and my colleagues. Uh, I have a wonderful mentor, Dr. Matt Brown. He is all about uh, performance counseling. He works with like the NHL, the Calgary Flames. He works with young athletes. So I'm like, Brownie, I need you. Um, same with Poppy Day Clouds. She is a mental performance consultant and mental health expert out of Ottawa. And she has been one of the biggest supporters because she was also a dancer and she works still with competitive dancers. And so I was like, Poppy, I need you. There's another wonderful, um, she's a counselor and also a full-time dance educator here in Calgary. Her name's Natalka Lewis. And we actually had never talked or connected, but because of online and because of Facebook, I could see the kinds of work she was doing and the kind of posts she was sharing. And she's a really great writer and blogger. And I'm like, yes. So I reached out to the three of them and I said, Hey, I'd like to do a seven part series just as an offering to our dance community. Could you speak about some of the topics? Could you speak about certain things? And they all immediately went, yes. So when we looked at, okay, where do we actually need to start here? It came very quickly to emotion, emotional regulation. 
it came to the feeling of anxiety that is so incredibly natural when uncertain things and unprecedented things are happening. And Mm -hmm. so, you know, speaking with mental health professionals, I just keep hearing them say over and over that this is normal, that this is important. Um, If you know the structure of the brain in the limbic system, which is the like reptilian part of our brain, we share it with all the animals. It is it, number one job requirement is to detect fear, deter, detect yeah. what is uncertain. It likes safety. It likes calm. It likes predictable. And mm-hmm. as a world, we've been sort of flipped upside down. Mm-hmm. So, of course, this is going to start firing and it's going to start going crazy. That limbic system is doing its job. And then it's our job to use some of that like frontal cortex and use some of the thought and the logic and the reasoning, which exists in a totally different part of your brain. Mm -hmm. We have to develop the skills and the tools that can just like calm the monkey mind for a moment. Yeah. So, yeah. So emotional regulation uh, is going to be critical every single day. Mm. One of I the, feel that today. Yes. Speaking of, I was like, yeah. I woke up today feeling needing some emotional regulation. Yeah. I feel you. What's interesting is that I think as a culture and as a society, we aren't taught how to hold two things. So I shared on my Instagram a couple days ago, I woke up with a deep sense of grief. I started to think of all of the missed opportunities for the dancers on stage. Um, I had to cancel a Europe trip. I had to cancel my Rob Bell Liz Gilbert experience or it got canceled. Um, I, I was thinking about never seeing my work on stage that we had worked for, you know, six, seven months. Mm-hmm. And because I had kept really busy, I, had, I was able to avoid some of those feelings. And then when I actually let myself sit, there was this overwhelming sense of grief. And in that same moment where I was allowing myself to sit and process some of these, I was also feeling a great amount of gratitude. And I can have both grief and gratitude in the same sort of sitting and experience. You only get one emotion at a time, but we forget how fluid emotions are and how they'll run their course. Yeah, And so it was a beautiful reminder for me that, yes, you can, you can have those anxious feelings around all of the uncertainty and you can also practice presence and come back to that certainty of what is real and certain in your world. Yes. As I got reminded today from our equity meeting is that we as self-employed people are built for this. We are built for the uncertainty. And it's just, again, reminding ourselves of that, that there are different circumstances happening all over the world, but it is we are built for uncertainty and figuring out a path in which to find certainty. (laughs) Totally, totally. One of the exercises that I do with every single person I work with, I do not care the age, and I've seen the, the sort of meme or the image floating around on social media too, but... It's the, what do you control versus what do you not control? Mm -hmm. Because so often those feelings of anxiety and helplessness, they are directly connected to all of the things that you do not control. Yeah. And even though it is 
floating through the Instagram world and people are reposting it and Facebook is sharing it. It's the practice of sitting down and actually thinking about it in your terms, in your world right now, today. Right. And so that is, that is one of the first things that I like to offer people because if you are spiraling, there's a good chance you have just gone so far beyond what's your, in your control. Deep breaths. Yep. Yeah. Well, that and that's a great segue because the second part <laughs> of love that a good segue <laughs> was all about breathing. Breathing. And Tell us about there it. Is, <laughs> there's a lot to be said. I love it. And, uh, <laughs> my fellow yoga teachers will be like, yeah. <laughs> but essentially, you are sending signals from through your body to your brain through your breath. So you know what happens when you start to hyperventilate, you're taking really short breaths, it's like caught in your throat. You don't have to be worried or panicked. And if you do that long enough, it'll it, it'll tell your brain, I think we need to panic right now. Right. Mm-hmm. And so the practice of lengthening our exhales and even sitting for just a mindful moment within our breath, it is one of the most beautiful gifts that we can give to ourselves to just check in with our body. Because the body is talking to you all the time, sometimes before your brain can even catch up. So how can you come into your body, do a check-in, give yourself some breath in order just to find some clarity or some calm in your mental space? Yeah, those were the two things that we decided to lead with. That and a feelings wheel. I've linked up a feelings wheel because so many people are like, I'm sad. Yeah. Like, okay. Let's let's get deeper. Let's talk further. Is this grief? Yeah. Is this is this anger? Is this disappointment? Is and it can be all things, mm-hmm. but giving ourselves even more language around some of the emotions we're experiencing only helps us better communicate and communicate to the people and the friends who everyone's gonna respond a little differently every day and every moment. Mm -hmm. And we're going to respond from our own framework and our own mental tool system. And if you are always responding from fear, you will have a different response than somebody who is taking mindful moments and, and sort of gathering themselves. It's just, I think if there's one thing we've learned, it's like every member in our family is handling this differently. So we can assure (laughs) ourselves that every member of our community is going to handle this differently. Yeah. So yeah, I mean, all of that is so helpful. I could lit. I was literally sitting here as you were talking, just being like, <sighs> "Guys, let's yeah. do it!" Like, yeah, we all collectively just took a breath in and a breath out. <sighs> so good, um, Lauren. On your um, on your website as well, I noticed that you were speaking about resilience and habits as well. Do you mind just like giving us a little insight into some of some of those as well and how they might be useful to us right now? Yeah, of course. I really grabbed a hold of Poppy during the resilience part because she offered so much just wisdom and her response. This was, we're actually creating something for Healthy Dancer Canada with resilience. And so we've had this conversation before any of this. Mm -hmm. And the first or like a very important part of resilience that I often forget that she reminded me of is self-care and compassion and patience. 
it's not about mental toughness and just pushing through or just bouncing back. Mm -hmm. There's a very emotional process that happens through the building of resilience. And so I give Poppy full credit for giving me the old <laughs> knock upside the head of like, don't forget. <laughs> we um, all need those people though. It's good to have a, a, a friend that's going to be like, can lean on. Yeah, yeah totally. Every, Cause if it's not, if it's your turn to get knocked on the head today, you can knock them on the head tomorrow. Like yeah. we all. <laughs> and I just say, she's like the sweetest human in the world. So it, it was more just like her kind offering <laughs> and me hitting myself over the head. <laughs> I'll clarify yeah. in my full personality. <laughs> um, so yeah, so when she, when she had spoken about this, you know, making really tiny gains and making tiny gains in the direction that you desire, but that is often also, it has like, it has some challenge to it. It has a little bit of friction to it. So when we spoke about resilience through the program, I, I left going, who resilience is getting that 1% better every day. And it's not always better in productivity or physicality. It can also be 1% better at self-care, 1% better at identifying emotions, 1% better at taking a mindful pause and breathing. Like my overachiever goes to like 1% gains each day, <laughs> like really getting it into like skill and drill mode. And it's not because so much of resilience is based in mindset as much as it is body. And so I left our conversation going, there needs to be some habit building mm. and, and these very small, incremental, yet compound habits that build and gain momentum with time. And I read Atomic Habits by James Clear. Cool. And that to me was a book I think everybody would value it or enjoy it because he breaks it down just so clearly as to how are you actually going to get what you want and how are you actually going to become the type of person you want to become if we're going to adopt the philosophy that we're always becoming. And the tricky thing with habits, especially for me as an overachiever, is <laughs> I am the type like, great, I'm going to do 10 pull-ups by the end of the week. <laughs> I can't do one right now. Yeah, that's <laughs> not going to happen. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> but, yeah, and and I I know the type of work I'm going to put in. I know the type of effort. But there's certain mm -hmm. things that just take time and patience. Mm -hmm. And it's the showing up every day that is going to count more than the actual numbers that you achieve. So we broke it down from the perspective of what's the smallest win or habit that you could start to practice just to point your toes in the right direction. Mm -hmm. Because what's happening right now is that with everybody's snow globes of life shaken, yeah. we're going to let ourselves settle down. And when we settle down, we're going to be invited to be a different kind of person because our environment is different. Given we're spending so much time at home, we're now being invited to be the type of person who gets up, makes their bed, and puts on their clothes, even though they don't have to. <laughs> or I'm the type of person who, for a lot of these dancers, they have to become online learners. They have to take their dance classes online. 
So now that they're being invited to be the type of person who thrives in online learning. And that isn't something that just can happen quickly in a day and feel good in a day. Yeah. And what I've been encouraging everybody is like, what are the smallest types of habits that will set you up for success? I understand we all want big wins and, and big, oh, big feelings of goodness soon. Yeah. But it's really what we're choosing to do. James Clear says every action you take is a vote into the type of person you want to become or loosely quoted very loosely but essentially (laughs) I like to think of that as okay so every action that we do you're either pointing your toes in the type in the direction that you desire or you're not and you'll point them in another way yeah and for me I've just I'm very intentional with how much life has changed right now I started to feel again with my personality type oh my goodness, I'm at home all day. Well, that means that I have 14 hours to work. So better up that productivity or like now's the time to really watch those calories and, and, you know, start that keto diet or like now's the time I have no excuse not to work out every single day. And I started to really put on these like pressures and expectations of what I'm supposed to do or what I should be doing with my time. The cap, the should, (laughs) big should word. And I found myself starting to spiral quickly And that was recognizing, oh my goodness, you've never been at home this long for this many hours and also juggling new projects and like my new jobs, even though there are like no jobs. Like it's just, there's so much different. I'm like, really? Mm -hmm. Is now the time to start your fitness routine, Lauren? Maybe not. Maybe just get (laughs) downstairs and move consistently. And so I made myself... It seems very um, simple, but it's everything that I need. I made it a daily checklist, and I only did three days at a time, knowing how much is changing each day. I made a daily checklist of what are my non-negotiables that are pointing me in the direction to the type of person that I want to become. And for me, it was meditation, journaling, and movement. Those are requirements in my day that I know will actually start a beautiful momentum in the direction that I want the rest of my day to take. And so I literally wrote them on a sheet of paper, made a little square, and this week I've been giving myself a check mark. Yeah. With it feels good I, to get that check mark, doesn't it? It feels good. <laughs> it feels real good. And so for me, that has been okay, what are the smallest habits that I can bring in right now that I know are going to eventually, you know, lead to other things. If I consistently move, I know myself, I'll just move a little longer, move a little harder, like, and I'll still enjoy it. Okay, great. (laughs) But when you hit that like seven week beach body fitness app, um, too much, too much, too soon for me. Like, let's just start with getting downstairs. Yeah. So I, yeah, that's a little bit. And, and that is the process of resiliency. It's, um, Rob Bell has my favorite quote and he said, resiliency is rooted in the return. Can you keep returning? And can you keep coming back to that thing or to that habit or to that feeling and that experience you desire? That is resilience is returning. I love that. You're killing me right now. I'm full crying. Cut, yeah. Yes, this is a really good idea. <laughs> I would really... note for tomorrow and make a checklist. <laughs> I, love you. I love you so much, guys. 
<laughs> it's good. And if you're listening as well and you're getting emotional, like there, it, that's great. It's okay. That's, we are too. We're all feeling it. Um, what your uh, resilience into habits uh, just segues kind of beautifully into our next little section, which is optimism. So our purpose, if we are actors for the title of being an actor, am I doing it for that title or am I doing it because I'm a storyteller or I'm trying to bring people joy or we're trying to make people feel something? So if that's the case, you know, in this new circumstance, has my purpose truly changed? The what changes, but the why we do what we do is consistent. So in, you know, in order to kind of button all of that, I am optimistic that this time will pass uh, because I'm choosing to be optimistic and, and I still can deliver my purpose to be a storyteller or whatever it is in these new circumstances. But I loved that you were saying with habits, we're setting ourselves up now for when we come out of this. And I think that that's a really important thing for us all to recognize what we're doing day by day. We have the opportunity to set ourselves up for success because we live in optimism and we believe that this time will pass. Do you have any, I mean, that's kind of my take on all of that. And, but do you have any tools for us to recognize or break down being connected to our purpose. I'm going to pull on optimism first and yeah. then go into purpose. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's actually one of my favorite books that I've read this year. And it is Ryan Holiday's The Obstacle is the Way. And I loved how he talked about optimism because optimism's not saying, this isn't that bad. Like, this isn't that bad. Like, okay, mm, there might be some delusional, delusional, like, naivete in that statement. <laughs> yeah. That's not optimism. Optimism is saying, how can I make this good? And it goes back a little bit to that control versus what I don't control. And then within what you do control, how do I make this good? That's optimism in action. That's yeah. the belief that there is still good to be had and still good that can come from this. So as an optimist, that is the question that I continually return to is, okay, what do we got here? How can I make this good? And that can be good for yourself. That can be good for others. Just ask yourself the question yeah. as long as it's within your control. So to me, that's, that's how I perceive and practice optimism. When it comes to purpose and identity and, and self-worth, that's the, that's the actual bigger calling that this entire situation has essentially thrown in our faces and said, here's a mirror, look at yourself. Because we are being stripped of our titles, because we are um, being very much challenged as to what our role is or how we have defined ourselves, I see this whole thing as an opportunity to really get clear on what is my self-worth when all of the titles and all of the jobs and everything goes away. 
am I still a worthy human being, even though I might have to go on employment insurance for the first time in my life? Am I still worthy? Am I still valuable? Does my voice still matter? Do I matter to my community? Am I supporting my community, even though things are not great and all of my all of my labels and all of my identity stories are gone and and within that I think there's also that opportunity to get really clear on how are you defining your self-worth and your self-value in this I am inviting everybody to really go into this space and this place of who are you without all of that and and who do you want to be in this process of becoming I do believe that our world will return. I do believe that people will want to watch beautiful theater and artists and all of those lovely things. What is everybody doing on Netflix right now? They are watching artists perform. So I think that this is a moment in time. It's a moment in time that will not only bond some of us, but will also offer everybody a conversation about around what's happening, what they experienced, how they worked through difficult things, because that's also part of resiliency. It's we know as dancers and as performers, like you said, Kai, we are always working through difficult things. Ballet has never been easy. Not a <laughs> single day. I can say it with certainty. (laughs) And so we have been trained to do difficult things. It just kind of became our normal. Mm -hmm. And now we're we're asking to take the resilience that we built in another part of our life and bring it into essentially who we are at our soul. And we have a lot of choice in this process about who we want to become, how we want to navigate it, the stories that we want to tell about ourselves and others. Um, and really where our attention and our focus is going. Because you can make it a very, I mean, we're all victims right now. We are trapped in our homes. We are, you know, essentially financial victims for most of (laughs) us. But never, never in my story will I include a victim story in this because there is also so much opportunity and connection. And my God, I get to sit at home and do online courses. That just makes me so excited to learn new things, to take the time to actually have a consistent yoga practice. If I choose, I'm not there yet, but I might choose that in April. (laughs) I'm the type of person who uses this difficult time to learn more, to grow more, to like tap into a deeper sense of knowing. You can finish that sentence in any way you want. And that's where I think the power of choice is. How do you feel then about, I'm going to use the term, um, mourning into and then acceptance? Because pre-COVID-19, you know, if you didn't get a, a job or whatever, I would let myself be sad for 24 hours and then, like, I have to go do something. But this is um, a lot longer than just that. And it might that might come in waves. It might be a couple days or 24 hour sadness in a, in a bit of a time but like how do you feel about taking the time to mourn and then moving into acceptance and action I can only speak from personal experience of losing a loved one when it mm-hmm. comes to grief I haven't done a lot of work around 
that concept. And I think that grief is actually more in the lane of a true therapist. I don't know. At least that's where I'm at in my career right now. What I do know about emotions and what do what I do know about the functions of the brain, I don't think you can put a time limit on grief ever. There might actually be a time in your life, two years, you know, two years down the line, where you still feel the ping of grief of what was lost in this time. Mm-hmm. And I think that that's okay, and I think that that's normal. What I do feel is incredibly important is sitting and feeling the emotions. Mm-hmm. I remember being in therapy myself and <laughs> my my psychologist said, like, let yourself, I was, I think at that point I was probably bawling. And she goes, let, let yourself ride through that wave because the wave of emotion of that like extreme sadness usually lasts like no more than eight seconds before you need to actually stop and go, <gasps> and then you have the choice to continue on so the best analogy she gave me for emotions was imagining the waves Jen this will feel good very Australia just giant waves (laughs) and we know that if you're in the water and this giant wave is coming and you turn your back and you start to run the wave always catches you up and will take you down Mm -hmm. and that's essentially the wave of emotion I love more is Instagram in influencers in the wild. It shows you many examples of how a wave will take you down. <laughs> I do love so we that account that as well. <laughs> <laughs> we, we know that there is this wave of emotion that's going to come. So we have the choice. Are we going to turn and try and run from it? Or what my psychologist had recommended is do what skilled surfers do or what ducks do. And they stay facing that wave and they actually dive into it. And by diving in and down, when they come up and out, the wave has passed. And you are then ready to either take on a new wave or perhaps things are calmer now. For me, working through my own emotions, it is developing the tolerance of the discomfort of the emotion. That's, Mm. it's not, it's like I can it, but it's like, can you let yourself actually feel it? Can you ride it out? And from there, I think that you can have both grief and be working through the process of acceptance at the same time. Yeah. And what acceptance looks like for me is doing the control, not control, is doing a gratitude practice, is doing random acts of kindness if you batch your random acts of kindness together in one day, it actually increases your sense of happiness, which is pretty cool. And that's not even the other person's happiness who receives it. It's just like your own. There's a great amount of learning what acceptance looks like to you in your world. And that is an individual journey. But I think that you can have all of these emotions at the same time. I think what's beautiful about what you're saying as well is just like step one is just recognizing it. Like, okay, we have, like you said earlier, your dances were, they, you'd been working on a routine for seven months and those kids don't get to do it now. So that is a loss. As actors or if people are still performing, our stage has been taken away. So that's a loss. So within this overwhelming sense of emotion, having before we can look at our our wave we don't even know what it is and that's this time feels so overwhelming but like if we can recognize okay within that there's some grief 
let me deal with that. Okay, now there's action. Okay, let me deal with that. Like just going step by step, I think is is helpful. I had a friend yesterday. He's like, I'm pissed, <laughs> angry, and I was like, Yeah, I get that. It like threw all your plans out the window. It, yeah. It's changing our job title. What's interesting though, when I think of all of the things lost, and don't get me wrong, I had a full ugly cry about imagining those dancers because I've been a dance teacher long enough now to know the magic that comes with competition. There is an electric energy and a celebration unparalleled. And so I was, I went to that space of this dancer doesn't get to feel and she doesn't get acknowledged for how much she's grown this year. There was one dancer in particular who I'm like, I cannot wait for her to get on stage. She's going to blow away the world. And I'm like, Ooh, Kate doesn't get that. There was another dancer who broke both of her feet at the beginning of the year. She did full rehab. She was back. She was back dancing, ready to go. And it's taken away from her. And I'm just like bawling. I heard a song and it was one of my boy's lyrical solos, full bawling. Like the, the tears come and go. But what I do know as well, I'm like, wow, they were, st- all those moments I feel like were stolen and they're lost. Yeah. And what can you even imagine? Can you even like wrap your head around the first dance class back? Oh, that thing is the energy be... will be palpable. <laughs> I mean, all the Broadway performers are talking about that right now. Like when the lights go oh, back yeah. up on Broadway, just the feeling like... of that sense of community, like it's going to be like wild, yeah, gorgeous. So there's a game. Right. And by by having something taken away from us, there's an opportunity also to experience things that we would we would have just taken for granted for longer. Yeah. And never in our I think like in our generations, I'll even expand it out. (laughs) Have we had more truth in you never know when it's your last time on stage? You never know when it's your last Ride that wave, Kyla. Ride that wave. (laughs) But the the last, I mean, I think that the reason that we're all sitting here crying, and I'm sure people listening as well, is because, oh, I'm gone too, guys, (laughs) is because (laughs) it's stressful for finances. But the, the loss is so much more than just a financial loss, which is stressful, don't get me wrong. But there's an emotional loss that comes with all of this and like you say as if we're all sitting in you know acceptance and then optimism we believe that there is a light at the end of the tunnel done I said yeah once once uh rehearsals were canceled and like uh you know you have your emotions and everything and I was like it puts into perspective again like I love going to work I love working how lucky am I to love my job that much? That's insane. <laughs> it's cool. <sighs> it's a great moment to pause and reflect on yeah. all of the things that we perhaps were taking for granted, all of the people, mm-hmm. all of the missed opportunities to be really present with where we're at, which I think is sort of a full circle moment into what was the first lesson that we wanted to bring to the dance community. It was awareness coming into your body, coming into your emotions, coming into what you control, like coming in and, and coming back to 
your experience through this and yeah. being aware of it. This is, I mean, this has been a huge shakeup of, wait a second, we weren't ready. And <laughs> 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 like, I'm like, oh, when we went into panic mode, we grabbed toilet paper. <laughs> like, Guys, to be fair, I told Kyla though, we didn't grab toilet paper and we were down to the last, the last roll of the last square today. And then my husband had to go around to seven different stores to find a roll. Update, he's got it. We're, we're okay. <laughs> Decent household. But I didn't drink water this morning is what I'm telling you. <laughs> couldn't, couldn't risk it. Couldn't, couldn't risk it, yeah. yeah. The, I think one of my favorite Instagram posts right now is the, you know, viruses are contagious. So is panic and fear and anxiety and joy and love and gratitude. Like, like. <laughs> all things are contagious here. Yes. So I think, I think, yeah, there was a lot of disbelief when people were doing what they were doing. <laughs> my, my uncle in Saskatchewan goes, this is like way like beginning middle March goes to superstore and there's people with their masks and there's people with their rubber gloves. They have their kids <laughs> essentially like, you know, saran wrapped and the kid is touching something and the, the parents are going, don't touch that. At that point, in all of Saskatchewan, there was one case <laughs> reported. Oh my goodness! <laughs> but like, yeah, yeah, yeah. like five alarm alert <laughs> by everyone. So I think that that was also really tricky for for us. Was just like you said at the very beginning, sorting out. Okay, what's fact? What's what's just hysteria? Um, what is the U.S. media versus Canadian media? Um, mm -hmm. What is true in other countries? Is that true in ours? Yeah. Yeah. So I think, again, it's been a very <laughs> wonderful lesson as to what are you listening to? Who are you paying attention to? What do your social media feeds look like? Is it the type of volume that you would like in your life? Or is this a chance to turn down certain channels and turn up others? Well, and we, we should wrap up a little bit. So just on that, I mean, we are so grateful for you, Lauren, to go through all of that with us. We went on a full emotional roller coaster, friends. <laughs> yeah, she's just riding the wave right now. So um, we're all riding the wave. We're going to post all of your things and all of the wonderful stuff that you're um, that you have sprung into action and put out to the words uh, to the world. It's our pleasure to share it. And I just want to circle back to kind of your central theme, which was, hey, guys, what can we control and what do we not control? And that's yes. it. But then it might thank be you guys so much. Oh, no, we're so thankful for you. We're so, so thankful. Deep breath in, deep breath out, folks. That was the wonderful Lauren Ritchie, who is a beautiful, smart industry leader that we've certainly turned to at this time, and we just love her. You can, of course, hear more from Lauren on her podcast, The Dance Podcast, and she's on Instagram at The Dance Podcast and at Lauren underscore M underscore Ritchie. And if you wanted to look into more of her mental skills program, which you heard about on this pod today, you can check out her website, 
withlauren.ca and we'll certainly be sharing that info again this week. You know where to find us if you need us, folks. We're on Insta at Tits and Teeth Podcast. We're on Twitter at Teeth Tits and our website is titsandteethpodcast.com. Throughout this time, we're really just trying to be a source of anything that you guys need. So if you think that there's somebody who would benefit from hearing this episode, please share it, pass along, send it to them or reach out to us and just know that we're here for you. We got you. You truly belong. This is a wonderful industry that we're all a part of. A part of. Keep those tits up and those teeth out. But let's end this episode on a high. Here is the wonderful Jordan Bell to take us home today. And if you feel like a laugh this week, make sure you check out his Insta at Bell Jordan for more hilarious, relatable content like this. Take it away, Jordan. I woke up early today and made myself a coffee. Got on the subway, headed down to 59th Street. Then I got the phone call saying, Don't come to work. See, I I work in a restaurant and there's no one here to serve So I, I kept the uptown pretending today's like a vacation Gonna eat some snacks, finish my book and rent contagion Got to my apartment and everyone is working from home Tried to turn on Netflix but the internet's too slow So I'm sorry to my neighbors cause I'm gonna make music all day I hope that they enjoy me singing along to Beyonce Cause music makes me feel better when everything is shit So if the world is sinking I'm gonna play like the band on the ship So make some art, protect your heart, and let's not all go crazy. And when all else fails, you can join me and sing along to Beyonce all day.